everybody and welcome back to Good Morning Mama. Hope everyone's doing good. So far, my morning has been a little chaotic. My kids don't like to sleep and apparently they have decided that screaming matches are okay at 7.30 in the morning. William wanted a little extra attention, so he was saying he wasn't feeling good and then Adeline did not want to take a freaking nap. Oh my gosh. You know, it's okay. Hi, at least they're getting along. It's all right. Two kids are definitely different from having just one. Everything you do is now double. Double the laundry, double the playing, double the attention, just double everything. And with that being said, I wanted to talk about a few things that I think don't really get talked about enough. Personally, I don't think they get talked about enough or too often. I mean, you hear a lot about how your life changes when that first baby comes along, but nobody really talks about what it's like when that second baby comes along. You know, I mean, what it's really like. What people don't tell you or what they don't know how to explain is just how much you'll be affected physically, emotionally, and not to mention financially. Now, before I continue, I just wanted to say that I'm not speaking for everybody. Of course, it's different for everyone. This is from my personal experience. As some of you know, I have two kids. They're exactly three years apart. Their birthdays are just a day apart. So that was not planned, by the way. So again... All of this is from my own personal experience. To start off, I am a stay-at-home mom. I don't live near family, except for my in-laws who live about an hour away. And my husband works night shift at his job, so for the most part, it has always it was always just my son and I at home or out doing something together, except of course for the times my husband was off. Um, then I became pregnant with our daughter when my son wasn't even two and a half years old yet. So the realization that I was pregnant with another kid was a mixture of emotions. You know, in the beginning, you know, um, nothing but pure happiness and excitement. Then the closer I got to my due date, the more the reality set in of, oh crap, I'm about to have two kids. You know, the more I became anxious, nervous, just not really sure what to expect. And now during my pregnancy, I had severe morning sickness. Pretty much as soon as I turned five or six weeks pregnant, it was worse in the beginning. I wasn't gaining any weight. I actually ended up losing a little over 10 pounds. I became severely dehydrated. I had to go to the emergency room and it just was not a fun pregnancy at all. And not to mention, I had to constantly keep up with William, the kid with the most energy I've seen in the world. The house I had to keep up with and yeah, I was. It was, it was miserable. I was just miserable. My pregnancy with William was pretty much the same, except I was able to actually rest because I didn't have a toddler I was chasing around. And when I felt ill with him, I could lay down. I could just, you know, put my feet up. So I didn't lose as much weight or anything with my first pregnancy with him. I do think that I was able to bond more with him also while I was pregnant. Unlike with Adeline, I was constantly chasing William around, feeling miserable, like I said, you know, for most of it. Having trouble getting her room together was another thing, and just really a completely different experience. I, I genuinely could not wait for my pregnancy to end and be over. And it probably didn't help that I was also pregnant during a pandemic, <laughs> you know, forced to wear that mask and the Florida heat was just miserable. And I really felt suffocated. I just did not want to go anywhere anymore. I, just, I did not want to be pregnant anymore. I'm a little ashamed to also admit that I was a little disappointed that I was having a girl and not a boy at first. 
It doesn't mean I love her any less. It was just that I had already had a boy and knew how to take care of a boy and enjoyed having a boy. I knew what to expect. I why pretty sure I knew what to expect with another boy and I had already saved up all the baby clothes. I already had I like everything William had as a baby. I saved everything because it's like, okay, if I get pregnant again, hopefully it's in the boys so that way we don't have to spend all this money on clothes. And he only wore most of those things like once. They were practically brand new. Anyway. So finding out I was having a girl made me feel like I had to start learning all over again and go shopping all over again. <laughs> But however, eventually I became excited to finally buy those cute, adorable girl clothes that they have and the tutus and the cute shoes and the bows and make a beautiful nursery for my beautiful girl. And um, <clears throat> Now going back to, to the bonding and feeling that bond with your baby, I am also a little ashamed to admit that with my daughter, I did not feel that same bond with her as I did my son when she was born. I mean, I knew she was a baby. I knew she was my baby and she was beautiful. She looked like her dad and that I loved her. But the bond feeling was just, it was, it was different. You know, for example, with my son, I would not let anyone near him. I didn't want to share him or even put him down. Even when he was asleep, I would hide out in the room with him when people were over because saying I had to like breastfeed or something, or how to feed him because I just did not want to share him. I, I, yeah, I was very clingy to him for some reason. <clears throat> but with my daughter, I was okay with putting her down. I was okay with her going to the nursery and didn't wake as often to check on her as I did my son. I, I mean, I still worried if she was healthy and if we had everything for her at home. And eventually our bond did build after I finally took her home from the hospital. But I just, I didn't freak out as much with her at all. I don't know if maybe it was just because she was a second, if that was just, I know it's a normal second kid type of thing. Every second kid, you're like, oh, we'll be fine if they do this or that. Their sibling did that once. I freaked out with them, but they turned out to be fine. That type of thing. Um, yeah, besides that, to be honest, I think the breastfeeding helped a lot with the bonding after we got home from the hospital. With William, I had trouble breastfeeding because of his latch. But with Adeline, I mean, she was great. I mean, we, we had an awesome, we made an awesome team. And I ended up strictly breastfeeding her for almost eight months. Anyways, after bringing her home, I knew it was going to be an adjustment for my son, as well as us. Luckily, William warmed up to her pretty quickly and just, he just adored her and still adores her. And my husband had six weeks of paternity leave, so that helped out a lot too. Uh, seeing how things were still crazy though, when my husband was home helping me out, made me just extremely nervous and made me doubt myself a lot when he had to go back to work. I know newborns sleep a lot, okay? I know they sleep a lot, but they also eat a lot, need a lot of diaper changes and need attention, need to be held a lot too. They love being held. And William had the worst timing when he needed help with the potty or something or wanted extra attention from me because it seemed like every time I was going to feed her or, or do something with her, he needed me. You know, I mean, it's still like that even now, honestly. I'm constantly feeling like I'm being split in two. My kids, who I both love so much, are literally making me feel like I'm being torn in two by the attention that they need from me. I'm one person, they're two people and they require a lot. So it's it could put a lot on that one person. 
You know, another thing nobody told me about was the guilt. Oh my gosh, the guilt I would feel for not doing as much with or for Adeline as I did for William. I didn't take as many photos, especially videos. I didn't take her for as many walks, read her as many stories. And now she's almost one and I feel like I've lost all those chances I had to preserve as many of her infant memories as I did with William. I have some serious guilt about it. (laughs) The thing is, and the truth is, I was always tired. If the baby was up all night, I couldn't sleep in or take naps because William never slept in or took naps. And anybody who knows my son know he has a ridiculous energy level. He was always wanting to go outside, always wanting to do something. And it was just, I was exhausted. It felt pointless to go to bed early for all all of you thinking, oh, well, why don't you just go to bed early? You'll be fine, just go to bed early. That way you get more sleep and you're not as exhausted. Well, it felt pointless, okay? Because it was one of the, and that, I didn't want to give up that one of the few times I got, one of the few minutes to myself that I got at night when my kids went to sleep or were both sleeping. And not to mention the baby was waking up every three hours. So it felt like as soon as I would go to sleep, she would wake up. It just felt pointless to try and go to bed early, honestly. But anyways, I am haunted by the constant I should have. I should have taken those infant monthly pictures, taken those holiday pictures, did the painting and the footprints, read to her more, no matter how tired I was. But you know, I, I can't turn back the clock or turn back time. And I know I should not let the guilt get to me because all I can do is look back at the things I wish I had done and do them now. You know, thankfully she's still at that age where it isn't too late to create wonderful memories with her and her brother. Um, One thing I know I don't want my kids to think is that I favored their sibling over them. I just think that is the worst feeling for a child to feel in the world is for their parent to favor someone else over them. And I'm sure no parent wants their kid to feel that way either. That's why we worry so much about how that sibling is going to react when they see that baby, their new sibling for the first time. You know, we worry that they are going to feel threatened or being replaced by them and aren't going to like them. So we do everything we can to make sure that they know that we still love them just the same as before by still, you know, trying to play with them and spend time with them and give them quality time. But then you don't want that younger child to feel like they don't matter either because they won't. Uh, Because they weren't their first, the first, you know, they weren't the firstborn child, sorry. And um, doing the things with them together can be difficult as well for those of you saying, oh, well, if you don't want to worry about spending more time with one or the other, why don't you just do it together with them? Because if there is an age gap, here's the reason, if there is an age gap, the things that they can do together can be somewhat limited. You you have very few things that you can do with both of them together if there is an age gap. In my kids, there is a three-year age gap, um, which well, some, some of your parents already know, that's actually quite a big gap for two kids. Not to mention, you hardly get any time to yourself. <laughs> when it's just that one kid, If they take naps, you just do what you got to do. You know, cool, my kid's taking a nap. I can sit down. I can clean. I can do what I have to do. 
But if you have one that naps and one that doesn't even, that one that doesn't, even when that one kid is down for a nap, you still have that one who isn't. So there is no me time for you. Sorry. There is no me time for you. Yes, you can do the quiet time, but how often does that really ever work? (laughs) You could give them a tablet of stuff and then eventually they get bored. They want you to come play with them or they want a snack or they want something. Anyway, you don't really have any. Sorry. When one kid gets sick, they usually both get sick, which means you're most likely to get sick too. Yay! Mommy's sick. Kids are sick. Mommy has to take care of kids. Mommy cannot take care of herself. One of the realities having two kids. And financials. Let's not forget financials. Go up as well. Diapers. Expensive diapers. Formula is so expensive. Baby food is so expensive. Yes, you can make your own baby food, but really, what? I'm, I'm, I'm can be a lazy mom sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I, I look, I'm like, yeah, I should probably make her baby food. And then I get to making dinner after I'm done making dinner. Sometimes it's something that maybe it's too spicy for her, too chunky for her, and I just end up giving her baby food. Anyway, besides the point, snacks are expensive too. My toddler eats snacks, my baby baby eats snacks. So, I mean, either way, you can't really make that one yourself. Uh, Pull-ups. Let's not forget pull-ups if you're potty training one of your kids. So you got one potty training, one in diapers. Yes, you're almost out of the whole diaper expense with the one who's potty training, but still pull-ups are not cheap either. Uh, Double the clothing you have to buy. I saved all of William's baby clothes. I know I told you guys this already, but I saved all of his baby clothes. And when he was a baby, then I found out I was having a girl. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, ended up giving most of those away. Uh, Not to mention the doctor and dentist appointments, which usually are not cheap, even with insurance. And that's the truth. It's sad, but that's the truth. Yeah, people also don't say how much harder it's going to be to bounce back physically after that second pregnancy. I mean, they do. Okay, they do tell you that it's gonna. You're gonna. You may get a little bigger. You may have a hard time losing the weight after that second pregnancy. But they don't tell you that you're gonna have a harder time working out and eating healthy because it's, you're tired. You're too tired to fix yourself something complicated or you forget to eat lunch because you were so busy with the kids and you end up eating something quick and easy, which is usually something unhealthy, honestly, because all the cheap and quick, all the cheap, quick and easy stuff is usually unhealthy. And that's the truth. Then there's the working out. Unless you want to wake up ass early and do a quick one and do a quick home workout because who's going to be able to go to the gym with their kids? <laughs> Or how many people actually want to want to um, take their kids to the gym, especially during a pandemic? Not many people. You're only going to have time to do a workout during those small little windows of time that you actually get to yourself. Or if you're like me and you do try to work out when both your kids are awake, then you have one messing with your workout equipment or climbing all over you, or you have the other who's crying at the top of her lungs because she wants to play the crazy climb on mommy game that she sees her brother playing. All right, so for you moms out there who want to work out or people are just telling you, oh, why don't you just do those home workouts? That way you don't have to leave the kids. You can stay home with them and you can help lose the baby weight. Don't worry, girl. I know. I know it's harder than what a lot of people realize. Don't worry. It'll get easier eventually. I hope. 
I'm still waiting for it to, so we'll see. <laughs> now, I don't want you guys to think I regret having two kids. No, I don't regret having two kids. My husband and I decided we wanted another baby and I would not change that decision for the world. But the one thing I cannot stand hearing is, you chose to have that baby, so I don't know why you're complaining about how hard it is. That is literally the worst thing you can say to a mom who has two or more kids. Yes, we chose it, and we can complain about it because we're doing it every single day. I mean, if we were complaining about it and not doing it because we think it's too hard, then fine, yeah, okay, go ahead and say what you want to say. That I understand. But if we're busting our ass to take care of our kids, no matter the toll it's taking on our bodies, our mental health, or just our lives in general, no, not to mention, a lot of us don't have someone to complain to. Yes, we have our husbands or significant others, but dang, sometimes we want to complain about them too. That and, you know, it, it, I know it can get exhausting having to carry your spouse's plates on your back, you know? You don't want your marriage to be based off of complaints and the things that are too hard 24-7. So it's nice to be able to, to complain to a, a sibling or family, other family member every once in a while just to get it off your chest. I mean, <clears throat> my husband is very supportive of everything I do or want to do. And I do go out when I can be by myself to be by myself for a little bit, you know, to have a little bit of time where nobody's climbing on me or needing me. And now that I have, uh, I'm realizing I've gone on and on <laughs> about how much I didn't realize having a good second, uh, having a, realize having a second kid would affect my life. Let me say something reassuring for all those moms expecting baby number two. All right. It's going to seem scary. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be excited. And it's going to be an adjustment. But you're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Uh, it's going to be hard at first. It's going to be difficult. You're going to feel overwhelmed. But the endless love those babies are going to shower you with the joy you're going to feel seeing them play with each other, help each other, care for each other, and seeing them grow up together. It's going to be the most amazing feeling in the world, and it's going to make all those double messes, the extra laundry, the extra expenses, and always being exhausted worth it in the end. It really will. None of it is going to matter, and eventually it will get easier. You're going to love them so much you won't even care. You're just going to be happy that you were there and that they have each other. But a little tip, you know, seriously, don't forget to take the extra photos of that second kid. <laughs> Accept the help from others when it's offered. It's okay. And it's okay if you don't freak out as much with them. It really is. You know, you still have your mommy instinct. I'm sure if there was any danger really to your second kid, even your first kid, you would know. The mommy instinct usually is never wrong, all right? Don't forget to read them a story or two or take a video of their first bath. That way you can avoid the mommy kilt. You're going to feel a little ways down the road. If you're anything like me, you're going to feel it a little ways down the road when you're going through your baby photos. <laughs> and the kid's asking, where's the one of me when I was taking a bath? And you're like, to take that sorry sweetie but i have some of your older brother you know anyway 
And on that note, I pretty much covered what I wanted to for today. Uh, I hope some of you found this helpful and not to, my kids are driving me crazy. No, I'm just trying to give some of you moms a heads up on what you can expect by telling you my experience of things no one told me, but I wish I had known. Uh, So I hope some of you found this informative, if not helpful. And if you have any comments or questions, please do not hesitate. Feedback really does help. Uh, Next podcast will be on Saturday. Hope you can have a listen in and hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.